was the first time I was able to really understand how intersectional this issue is. And I think being in the Southeast and being at Emory and understanding that climate change is not just a scientific problem that needs sort of a technocratic solution, but it's also a social justice issue. It's also an issue that intersects with so many other communities, not just in in the Southeast, but also globally. When you talk about the global South and who has contributed to this crisis versus who is going to just feel the disproportionate impacts. So I think it was at uh, in Atlanta and then continuing through my advocacy with Emory Climate Organizations that I began to sort of understand um, the way that this is more than that scientific issue that I learned about in class in 10th grade, but is really a, the biggest social justice issue potentially ever, definitely of our, of our time. Welcome, you're listening to Amplifier, raising voices against rising temperatures. We're a group of Emory students, alumni, and a professor passionate about bringing people together around the current climate crisis. We aim to equip listeners to accelerate climate action by providing accessible information, amplifying diverse voices, and highlighting the intersections of environmental issues. Join us this season as we explore the role of academic institutions in climate action. Welcome to season four and episode two of Amplifier. I am Rania Hashwani. I'm Lauren Ballatin. And I'm Hallie Bradshaw. Last season, we focused on the international climate negotiations at COP26 in Glasgow. We learned how activists were working at an international level to engage in climate action and how international decisions affect communities around the world. This season, we're focusing on climate action closer to home, right on campus at Emory University. Universities are unique because they offer students the opportunity to live and learn alongside students from other communities, countries, and cultures. They give us the opportunity to hear how students from different backgrounds view climate change and climate activism. Hearing these perspectives is something that's really important to me, as I myself am an international student at Emory from Karachi, Pakistan. My passion for the environment started at an early age with my love for nature and animals. As I grew older, this love turned into activism. Pakistan is among the most affected countries by climate change, and the impacts became visible in our daily lives, mainly through heat waves, droughts, and flash floods. This motivated me to work on different environmental issues and spread awareness on climate change in Pakistan. Over the years, Emory has provided me with different perspectives on climate change and the environment, which I will incorporate into my awareness initiatives moving forward. On this week's episode, we're hearing the perspectives of international students at Emory. We'll hear from three Emory students, Naviyash Bandari, Jin Young Choi, and Ben Levitt, who will share their experiences interacting with climate and environmentalism throughout their lives.
Thank you so much, Jin Young, for joining us. And I wanted to start by just asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and let the audience know a little bit more about you. Sure thing. So hello, everyone. My name is Jin Young, and I am originally from South Korea, although I grew up in England right before actually coming to Emory. And I am a 2019 Emory graduate, and I majored in human health and Spanish. And fast forward a few years after graduation, um, I'm currently working as a junior software engineer at Babel here in New York City. So you moved to England at what age? At age 11. Age 11. So when you were studying in England, did you learn anything about climate change, about sustainability? Was that a part of your curriculum? So actually where I grew up in England, it was in a very rural countryside. So I think there was a big part of growing up in that area. Um, I got to be exposed to just, you know, stunning nature in terms of lessons in sustainability. Looking back, probably not as much. I think all in all, just being surrounded by beautiful nature has uh, had me appreciate conservation efforts. We did implement things like recycling in the classroom and stuff, but um, I don't remember having uh, climate change education per se. Um, maybe a small part of my classes in geography had, had some environmental twist to it. And did you notice when you went to Emory, you went to the States to study for undergraduate, did you notice there was more emphasis on climate change or less? And if so, do you attribute that to being in a different environment or just being in college? Mm, I think a bit of both, actually. You know, when I first came to Emory, um, I do remember, uh, I think it was like the Office of Sustainability Initiatives having like a booth at the club fair and I could always note the efforts that they're putting in, like the hydration station and, you know, different recycling and compost bins in like the community garden. They were definitely notably notable efforts, I would say. So during your time at Emory, was there a moment or a few moments that solidified climate change or sustainability or how you would interact with those topics? Are there classes or clubs or um, experiences that you had that were really monumental in your, your experience with climate change and sure, environmentalism? Sure. This was actually an experience outside of Emory, but during, during my time at Emory, I think you remember this, Hallie. Um, after my second year, I decided to kind of take a summer off from things academic and ended up uh, working on, on trail maintenance in North Carolina. And that was through this local conservation group called the Southern Appalachian Wilderness Stewards, which had this partnership with the US Forest Service and the Appalachian Trail Conservancy. And in a nutshell, it was 12 weeks of working on environmental conservation in the Nantahala National Forest, um, building trails and doing a lot of mitigation efforts for a huge forest fire that took place in the Smokies in 2016. So um, that was probably my first experience with regards to conservation. When I came back from that, um, I took a class called Foundations of Global Health. I think it was by this professor called Peter Brown. And um, there was a a part of it which touched on how climate change affects developing economies in a way that's very disproportionate to between like the global north and the global south. I do remember taking a class which had some relevance to climate change. 
I ended up working as a research assistant through this initiative at the Goizueta Business School that was called uh, Social Enterprise at Goizueta. And I think it's called Goizueta Institute of Business and Society. And I worked on this project with this professor called Peter Roberts, uh, both of the professors being Peter now, uh, now that I think about it. Um, but his research was on looking at um, the coffee industry and seeing how the market just is very different on the consumer side and also the producer side, but specifically with the reasons that producers are suffering, even though um, coffee markets are booming at end markets. Within the research, I actually got to go to Tanzania and Guatemala, where I got to see coffee being grown locally and um, interviewed a few different uh, groups of stakeholders. During the research, uh, it became really evident that um, coffee as a huge part of the agricult global agricultural industry, how it's affected by climate change on the producer side and how that can have devastating effects in terms of the economic aspect of the coffee market. So when you think about those experiences that you had, how did they change you to the person you are today? I know you are um, post-grad, you know, you're an Emory alum now. And how do you think those experiences change your career path or just your personal journey with environmentalism or with sustainable development? I would say that it has really shaped my understanding of looking at the world at as more of a macro perspective instead of, you know, just looking uh, at like the individualist level. I know that there are certain things that I can do with regards to implementing sustainability in, in my own ways, like recycling, like taking public transport. And at the same time, it's something that we experience day to day here in New York, but also very differently in, you know, parts of the world that has more of a, an obvious, uh, more of an immediate effect of climate change. So I would say that just learning about climate change and, and the um, implications of climate change has allowed me to think a little bit more globally. And would there have been anything you would have changed about your, your journey with not necessarily studying climate, but just interacting with it as a student? I know you weren't specifically focused on climate or environmentalism, but you touched on it in a lot of different work that you did. So if you could go back, would you have changed anything or was there something you would have liked to see at Emory? Hmm. Yeah, maybe if, um, if I had more of um, sort of like how we have PACE classes in, in the first year at Emory, if there was some, uh, you know, quote unquote, mandatory uh, class that we had to take with regards to sustainability, I think that would be quite nice because um, a lot of people like myself included, we didn't study environmental science. So, but these are topics that really kind of affect us all. And looking back, having more of a sort of standardized education in, in climate change, I think would have been, would have made my Emory education a lot more whole. And the last question I have, you could create a class at Emory, you're a professor, Jin Young, and you're creating a class it ideally touches on climate change a little bit or environmentalism or sustainable development. What would mm -hmm. you want to teach? I honestly think that um, just thinking back to talking about the Office of Sustainability Initiatives, um, I think there are various ways that Emory as an institution really fosters taking responsibility with regards to climate change and, and environmentalism. Maybe a class that has half a portion dedicated to community efforts 
And then maybe individual efforts that could also be done by individuals like students themselves. The second half of that class could be more focused on the, the global implications of climate change. And that could touch, like global health could be, could, could be one dimension of that, but there could be other dimensions of that, you know, uh, that could be sort of the development economic side of it. Be maybe a class that would have like a flavor of both sort of individual community oriented, but also sort of more uh, global themes surrounding climate change and environmentalism. I think that would be, that'd be quite, quite nice. Hi, Navesh. Thank you so much for joining us today. To start off, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, firstly, thank you so much for uh, taking the time out to interview me. My name is Navyash Bhandari, and I'm originally from New Delhi, India. I'm a senior at Emory, graduating in a couple of months. Over the past four years, I've been studying mainly business and international relations. I've thoroughly enjoyed my time at Emory so far. And over the four years, I've also got a chance to interact with the different environmental organizations on campus as well. And I look forward to talk to you about that. Just to start off, had you ever interacted with topics relating to climate change and the environment before coming to Emory? So yes, uh, you know, during my time in high school, I was um, you know, greatly involved in, in environmental science and climate change. Back in India, you know, just the topic of climate change isn't spoken about as much and people aren't aware about the impact of climate change and what it can potentially do uh, for our futures. So I was part of a drive where we would go door by door in, in a neighborhood close to our school and just educate people on what climate change is, uh, you know, how it, uh, how it impacts people and what we can do to prevent it. We also had, you know, an information campaign telling people to waste less water when they shower in the morning, when they brush, stuff like that, because uh, water wastage in India was really high. During the summertime when it's extremely hot, people didn't have enough water to sustain themselves so much so that especially the underprivileged people were dying. So that was another drive that I was a part of during my time in high school. I was involved uh, you know, to a great extent during my time in high school, especially on topics like water conservation, as well as things like uh, the Bengal tiger going extinct. I also went on a, a field trip to Ranthambore, which is basically a tiger reserve in, uh, in a state called Rajasthan in India. Over there, we went from village to village, uh, trying to inform people and villagers on what steps they can take to protect their tigers from being poached. How did you interact with uh, these topics after coming to Emory, in what ways did your experience differ and has this changed your perspective on climate change and the environment? So I actually, uh, you know, I'm a part of the Gazetta um, Environmental and Sustainability uh, Organization or the club. That's the main way how I've been able to continue my interaction with, with climate change advocacy. As for the specific topics, you know, like tiger extinction or water conservation. I haven't really been able to revisit some of those topics simply because they were so specific to India. But what I have been able to do is kind of inform other people and other students who are equally passionate about environmental science and teach them and educate them about these particular topics. 
And I feel like what this will do is, you know, they will be able to further along this message and just the idea of awareness will continue by me telling these equally passionate people. On Emory's campus, to an extent, I've been able to continue with my water conservation efforts. During freshman year and sophomore year, we used to get constant messages from the environmental groups to, you know, waste less water and not spend a lot of time in the bathrooms. And that's something that, that I used to take part in in freshman year and sophomore year, where, again, we would we would go from door to door and just uh, let students know not to take, you know, more than five, ten minutes in the shower so that as a university, we can be more sustainable. Similarly, you know, in, in dorms, when using the library, stuff like that, to just be more cognizant about, about using light and saving light energy. Uh, that was another thing that we, uh, we took into account uh, during our sustainability time. Uh, in particular, you know, at Gazetta, the business school, especially after hours, a lot of light is used. A lot of rooms are used for, for studying, just driving home the point again to kind of save, save light energy and become more sustainable as a school. Because obviously at a business school, people don't really talk about climate change as much. But I, my main idea with working with the Gazera Climate Change and Sustainability Organization was to kind of spread more awareness among business students in particular who don't really care about the climate. And finally, one more way where we were able to, where I was able to in, immerse myself into climate change advocacy uh, and environmentalism was just educating people and being a part of the Emory Business Ethics Club. Now, the Emory Business Ethics Club initiate conversation about companies not being sustainable and companies not gearing their methods towards climate change and instead making it worse. So whether it is consulting companies, working with organizations or oil companies that make climate change worse, or whether it's the it's companies like you know Nike that is not sustainable at all. So just uh, you know furthering furthering topics, holding panels to spread education on people who are potentially going to work for these companies, just so that when they do go on to work for these companies, you know they're able to drive change from within the organization and not just from without. As an international student, what has been the most important or impactful takeaway from your? exposure to climate change in class or just at Emory in general as you've been talking about these clubs? Sure. So I took this one class last semester with Professor Wesley Longhofer and the class was called Business and Society. What that class basically aimed to do was focus more on how business impacts different facets of our society in different ways. We had a section that focused mainly on business can impact climate change and sustainability in so many different ways. And from that, my main takeaway was that so many companies put out so many, so many messages on social medias about how we can be more socially, uh, socially active, how we can tackle climate change. But the main thing is that these companies, all this advocacy and all this uh, social media posting is a smokescreen behind their actual efforts towards climate change. And in reality, you know, CEOs and the real leaders in the business world do not care as much about climate change as we think they do. So that was like kind of a dark and uh, a sad takeaway, but it was an important takeaway that I got from that class. Were there times in which you disagreed with Embry's methods of either teaching climate change or addressing climate change or sustainability on campus or any um, event that they held do you think that they should um, do more, um, address it in a different manner? What do you think about that? 
Yeah, I think definitely, you know, there are definitely more ways by which Emory can address or teach climate change and sustainability on campus. I think the current way what it does is it draws people who already care about climate change and sustainability. And the main thing that Emory needs to strive to, and every climate change organization in the world has to strive for, is they need to try to attract those people who don't care as much about climate change and sustainability and try to change their minds. And I think that's the area where Emory currently hasn't been able to kind of crack or the organizations at Emory haven't been able to really tackle that particular area. And I think by holding like, you know, regular panels and stuff like that and making it kind of in, you know, just asking people to come if they're interested. I don't think that's fully going to do the job. And I think Emory needs to find more innovative and creative ways to kind of talk more about sustainability uh, on campus. Uh, I think one such way is, you know, we always have, um, you know, events like Wonderful Wednesday, where basically the whole campus has to walk past Cox Bridge. Maybe, you know, having a climate change focused Wonderful Wednesday, uh, you know, one particular week where the whole topic is about climate change and every different stall is about climate change. Maybe, you know, one, one of the stalls is about energy consumption, one of the stalls is about water conservation, another one is about animal extinction, other innovative and creative ways as well, holding concerts for climate change, just so that, you know, you can have more people come who aren't just, you know, environmental science majors or aren't just those people who are passionate about environmental science. I think this would do a whole lot of good and would really attract those people who aren't really, really into environmental science or passionate about environmental science like you and me are. Hi, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. Um, so my name is Ben Levitt. I grew up in Toronto, Canada, so just a couple hours from the border, but um, definitely some like big differences that I've noticed being in the United States um, up in Canada. Um, and I grew up, you know, in the city, um, so a lot of, of really sort of experiencing the city, you know, going around by bus and by subway. Um, and yeah, so that's that's a little bit about, about me and where I'm from. Have you ever interacted with topics relating to climate change and the environment in Canada or before coming to the States and Emory? I remember hearing about climate change. I can't remember exactly when it first came up. I know definitely we had a unit in 10th grade where we talked about climate change, but I think at that point, was a little bit less part of the discourse, at least among, you know, high school students. So it was sort of a quick unit that was a little bit glossed over. And I, as I said, I grew up in the city, so I don't think we necessarily felt the effects of climate change so intensely, except for maybe sort of extreme weather events. I, I definitely remember like very intense heat waves as the summers went on in Toronto. But sort of the only place that I actually really engaged with the environment more intensely was at a summer camp that I went to. I went to a very sort of outdoorsy, one could call it sort of like a hippie summer camp uh, in the Rocky Mountains. And we really talked a lot around environmental sustainability, around sort of the relationship between people and the planet. Uh, it was also a um, religious summer camp, uh, a Jewish summer camp. So we talked a lot around sort of Jewish values as it comes to environmental protection. And that was sort of where I gained my uh, interest in the environment. But I think it only sort of came out uh, definitely once I came to Emory. How did you interact with these topics at Emory? And 
how did your perspective change over time? So definitely, I would say when I started out at Emory, I remember hearing about some of the climate organizations, but I hadn't really taken any classes and it was not front and center. And it wasn't until I had the, the privilege of attending for free a um, conference, the Climate Reality Project conference in downtown Atlanta. This was over the spring break in 2019. It was a coincidence. It happened to be over spring break. I knew I wanted to stay here for spring break and I was able to go for free as a student. And so it was this really amazing opportunity to hear from activists on the ground, community leaders, organizations, religious leaders, small business owners, politicians around this threat that we face. And it was the first time I was able to really understand how intersectional this issue is. And I think being in the Southeast and being at Emory and understanding that climate change is not just a scientific problem that needs sort of a techn technocratic solution, but it's also a social justice issue. It's also an issue that intersects with so many other communities, not just in Atlanta, in the Southeast, but also globally. When you talk about the global South and who has contributed to this crisis versus who is going to just feel the disproportionate impacts. So I think it was at, uh, in Atlanta and then continuing through my advocacy with Emory Climate Organizations that I began to sort of understand um, the way that this is more than that scientific issue that I learned about in class in 10th grade, but is really a, the, the, what I see as the biggest social justice issue potentially ever, definitely of our, of our time that we, we need to address and it's with, with great urgency. As an international student, uh, what has been the most important takeaway from your exposure to studying or learning about, uh, as you mentioned, uh, climate change at Emory? Right. Uh, so, so I think I start often by sort of recognizing my privilege. Uh, so I am an international student. I very much do not feel American and, and I don't like when people sort of assume that, that, I, that I am, but I also did not grow up in the global south. And so my experiences with climate change are less firsthand than, than, than many other students and peers and friends that I have at Emory who have, have had these experiences based on the countries that they come from or the communities they come from within the United States. But I will say, I think that is part of what's been really impactful is being able to understand that this is more than a theoretical um, crisis around 1.5 degrees or 2 degrees Celsius of warming and around ice caps, but this is a crisis that is about people. And so meeting other people at this university that have become peers and friends and hearing their stories in, in the classroom, but also in organizations I'm involved in, uh, has really humanized this crisis for me and made it um, something that I want to dedicate my life to fighting because I see it as tied to um, every value that I hold dear. Were there times in which you disagreed with Emory's methods of either teaching climate change or addressing sustainability on campus? Was there something different you would have liked to see or something different you would have done? I think there are a lot of things. When it comes to teaching climate change, I think one issue is there's just a lack of, of classes on, on climate, especially outside of the environmental sciences department. I'm someone who is really interested in the humanities and the social sciences. And I feel like there's a little bit of a lack of professors who have expertise and resources going towards this. And I think there could be a lot more focus on that in, in many other departments. It's really a, a topic that touches everything. But I think more specifically, and this is a problem not just with Emory, but with, I think, the United States. And as an international student, I noticed this is there's a very US-centric perspective on everything. 
Uh, and I think at Emory, when we talk about climate change, there's this understanding of U.S. institutions, U.S. governments, U.S. policies, and sort of an effort very subconsciously to, to assume that the rest of the world operates in the same way. And I think it's really important to push back against that and recognize that, that um, so many different places around the world are re responding to, adapting to, mitigating climate change in very different ways. And I, I wish that coursework at Emory and sort of discourse at Emory recognize that. Um, and of course, I don't claim to speak for anyone except for the place that I come from. But um, I, I do think that sometimes that sort of US-centric perspective narrows the ways that we can understand creative solutions to climate change because societies function very differently and there are really different ways of addressing it depending on sort of socio-cultural context. If you could introduce a course at Emory that focused on climate change, what would you focus on? One is sort of, I think a course, and this could be housed in like so many different departments, on I think climate change and intersectionality would be really interesting and sort of understanding how climate change functions within so many other social justice issues um, that impact our society and the world. This is something that I've only learned through my own reading, through my own seeking of knowledge, through my own discussions. And I think a lot of students sort of have difficulty seeing how climate truly impacts every single issue in ways that are often hidden. Another thing I thought about about the sort of climate change narratives, I think this could be like creative writing or English or one of those other humanities courses that looks at stories and, and understanding climate change through stories. I'm a huge believer in anyone who knows me through my climate orgs knows that I'm always talking about storytelling. I really, really believe that change happens through stories, not through um, facts. Facts are important, data is important, but and, and it's crucial for setting the tone, but I think emotional responses are important and having those stories is crucial. So that would be a really cool course um, to have to really understand climate change through people around the world and their own perspectives and narratives on it. Uh, and lastly, this is just a personal interest of mine. As I mentioned, I grew up in Toronto, really in the city and um, taking public transportation and sort of living in a walkable community. And I think a course on cities and climate change is something I've always been interested in. Again, it could be in so many different departments. Uh, understanding both how cities contribute to climate change, which they definitely do in a lot of ways, but also how cities can be solutions to climate change, how density, how urban renewable energy projects, how public transportation, how um, various forms of building construction, waste disposal, et cetera, can actually help mitigate the harms of climate change and also harness the power of human ingenuity. Uh, so those are three very different courses, climate change and intersectionality, climate change narratives, and cities and climate change, all of which I think would be really amazing to learn about at Emory. Every student, just like every person, has different experiences learning about and interacting with climate change. As we learned from Jin Young and Navyash and Ben, studying internationally adds an extra perspective as students are exposed to the different ways in which climate is taught and they grow up with different climate impacts in their own communities. The reality of the situation is that no matter the path of education or exposure to it, 
We are all impacted by climate change and the need for a global response is critical. It's valuable to listen to others who come from different backgrounds and have different perspectives. An increase in education and action from our respective countries is essential. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. Special thanks to Naviash Bhandari, Jin Young Choi, and Ben Levitt for joining us to share their perspectives. You can learn more about us on our website and YouTube channel, Emory Climate Talks. Stay tuned for upcoming episodes as we continue to discuss initiatives and barriers to climate action at Emory. This week's episode was reported and produced by Rania Hoshwani, Hallie Bradshaw, and Lauren Ballatin. The music was provided by Zola Bergerschmitz and the graphics by Tyler Stern.